I made my first million in real estate when I was 33 years old. I didn't believe it was possible to even be a homeowner after growing up in 20 different homes. I've spent my life learning the game of real estate entrepreneurship, to have the freedom to parent and guide my own schedule, and to express my purpose in the world. What is your purpose? How do you put that purpose behind what you do for money? I believe you were meant to make an impact. My real estate company was built around my purpose of having people discover what they are truly capable of. I'm Katrina Eileen, and this is my podcast, For Profit, For Purpose. All right. So hello, I'm Katrina, and this is For Profit, For Purpose, where we talk all things real estate, real estate entrepreneurship, and doing it all with a purpose, a greater purpose. And this is my co-host, Brian. And today we have Marcus and Jessica Trufant. And they are here to talk about truly unruly and uh, what it's really like as uh, going from an NFL career to a real estate entrepreneurial career and doing that all with five children and uh, what, what it really looks like and how do you do it and how do you do it well. So welcome, Marcus and Dre- Jessica. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for yeah, having thanks us. Thanks for having us. So, uh, boy, you guys have seen and done a lot. Uh, that uh, that people admire and that people strive to do, and uh, and you do it all with grace and class while giving back, and uh, so we'd really love to hear a little bit about what what's it like really on the inside, right? What's it like going from um, from a professional sports career to real estate entrepreneurship to raising five children and having it all happen, especially in the midst of COVID? Right, um, I would say. Do they want the clean version or do they no, want no, the No, no, no. We want what you guys promised, right? Children really want that. Crazy. <laughs> um, well, for starters, I think uh, Marcus's transition from the NFL to being an entrepreneur was pretty immediate. Mm-hmm. And he had his, um, he had all his um, business and stuff in order. He started that before he retired from the NFL. So the transition into business was smooth, but <laughs> the transition <laughs> being at home and being with the kids, a little bit different, a little bit different. <laughs> right. And as far as my transition, um, it was more of a thing to where I kind of saw the writing on the wall. You know, I have had some injuries. Um, I was getting older. I was getting slower by the year. Right. So and every year there's new guys coming in. And you see all of the horror stories of guys on, uh, you know, that came before me at that retire and they go through a bunch of financial troubles and stuff like that. So I made up in my mind that I did not want to be that guy. So, um, of course, out of fear, my whole career, I really didn't invest in anything um, outside of the stock market, of course. And um, because that's what everybody does as soon as you come out of college and you go pro and you get your agent and you get your financial advisor. So. I was doing the bare minimum, but of course, out of fear, I didn't want to do anything because I didn't want to be another story. Right. I can hear that. And so can you give us a little walk of, did you go directly into real estate or did you dabble in a few different things? What was your walk there? Well, you know, being uh, (laughs) a young man and um, kind of learning the business and you come in as a rookie, um, you know. Learning curve. Yes, it's a learning curve. It's a new... um, part of life I'm stepping into something uh, that I really wasn't familiar with so I took my lumps of getting involved in you know sillier stuff um, 
that really like sounded good. Okay, I want to have my name up in lights on this building. I may want to do this type of restaurant or um, I may want to do some other stuff. And a lot of that stuff doesn't, or it didn't work for me, but good thing I didn't throw a bunch of money into it. I was investing in like some um, shows and different stuff here locally when it came to music and kind of the party scene and stuff, but I was still young. So I got my taste of what doesn't work early. So um, I learned that I had that learning curve, but then I started to, um, I started to partner up with some guys from Tacoma that were like-minded and we kind of wanted to do the same thing, right? We, it kind of had a chunk of change and we wanted this thing to last. We wanted to do good business. So we started doing our homework and we um, started to look at self-storage. And it's one of those things, of course, at the time that I thought that it was under the radar because you don't hear people going around bragging, oh, I'm doing self-storage. This is a lot of fun, right? And you don't <laughs> see a bunch of those guys on TV and in magazines. Not the sexiest business, is it? Right, yeah. And wearing a bunch of fancy clothes and doing a bunch of crazy stuff. But if you do your homework, it's great business and they're cash cows. So um, I really got involved with it and um, I'm still doing it right now. But that's one of the first businesses that I really uh, sunk my teeth into. And I wanted to do homework and I had to build a team, of course, because um, I was a rookie. I didn't know a lot about it. I just knew it was good business. So Jessica, if, uh, if you guys were making the transition from a professional athlete to entrepreneur all at the same time, each one of those is uh, a full-time endeavor and you have right family. And so what kind of changes to both of you actually, what, what, how did that impact your relationship, your family, and how did you, how do you find balance in what is never has balance? Well, <laughs> you said it, we never have, we never quite have the balance, uh, but we work really, really hard to try and maintain some type of balance through all the transitions. And um, it was, we just had to get used to, first of all, Marcus being at home on the couch in the way <laughs> more than normal couch, right that was a schedule adjustment but you know it's all about being flexible and we are flexible in our family and um we were just kind of able to make it work while he was figuring things out and um spending you know he went from being at home to not being at home because he was really putting his head down and getting busy so um yeah so I, we're still here. And you know, another thing, um, I truly understood and I got a better understanding of what goes on at home. After you retire, because I miss holidays, I miss birthdays, and I, uh, I didn't have to take the kids to, to the mommy and me dance classes and do all that stuff. But when you retire, you know, I was thrust into... Um, of course, I was always there and I was involved, but it was just at a different level now. So I didn't have the excuse, oh, I got to go to practice. So I'm out of here type of thing. It was more, um, so I had to figure that out. It was more take this baby. But we did it together <laughs> and I wanted to help, but I got a real understanding for what it felt like to be, you know, a stay at home dad and mom. So, yeah. 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 I can hear the appreciation went. <laughs> Yes, yes, yeah. yes. 
Jessica's like, yes. It, yeah, I'm, I'm sure she's like, yeah, I need to, I need to come up with six more jobs. I want to go to practice right now. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you, man. <laughs> Time to go to practice. <laughs> um, go ahead. You got a question? Uh, so yeah, I. So what was it that drew you to real estate and, and, and real estate entrepreneurship? Um, you really are approaching real estate as an owner, as an investor, and as an entrepreneur. And what was, you could, you, I mean, when you retire from one career and you have the ability to choose anything and you've got a blank slate, what was it that drew you to this arena? Right. For me, it was more about the um, longevity and you get the uh, equity and the growth and you get the cash flow piece of it. So, you know, I, I'm a guy, I like to double dip in everything that I do. Of, um, of course, when it comes to business. So if I can get that cash and I can get that flowing and going. And at the time, um, I think I, I got involved in a property um, that was already mature. So that was a great experience to be able to get into something like that. And then my next property, I did a ground up, right? So I got the experience both sides. I mean, really what it uh, feels like, but just to, to, to know that if this thing is going to be here for a long time and storage facilities, if they're done right, they don't go out of style. Right. So I'm, I'm thinking about my kids. I'm thinking about, you know, just the legacy part of it. And that was a big part of it, just to have something that's, not going to go out of style and you know that's going to be be able to weather through um things like uh things like the recessions and things like that that come and go but if you look at self-storage um in most cases they're able to handle that and get through that right there's always going to be a demand for storage and that mm -hmm. is one of the things that you know was attractive Mm -hmm. And talk, so I imagine the management, uh, so I'm in residential and commercial, I, I don't, uh, your world is completely foreign to me, but the thing that sounds attractive is it's, it's I have this idea in my head that it's kind of like um, uh, something magic. There's like no, very little management or almost no management. I mean, tell me about what, what is it like to uh, run a- I know. Well, you can have a couple of different uh, styles and you could get, you could go the old school way, right? And you could have the person that's managing the business. They could be living upstairs in the apartment, right? Mm -hmm. That's right above the building. Or you could go with a larger uh, REIT and, um, and you could go with them. And of course that's gonna cost you a little bit, but the, the um, theory in that is that uh, if you go with one of the big guys, they got the marketing and they got the Google reach and all that kind of stuff that comes with that. And you're really hands off them and you just let them kind of do their thing. And we deal with a billion dollar guy in a extra space storage. So that's who, who, um, that's who manages my facilities. So the management part is really good. You only have, um, you know, if you can have one to two employees up front and they run the whole property. And then um, things with the internet, it makes it a lot easier. So um, yeah, there's not a lot of management to it. And I like that as well too. That's another thing that um, I was very attracted to from storage. You know, I, I came from the sports world and I was go, go, go. I had to do all this stuff, but in storage, uh, you make your investment <laughs> and, sit back. and then you kind of just go on your way. So. Um, <laughs> 
that part was attractive too. And I know it sounds funny, but to be at home and to be with my wife and to be able to be with my kids and not have to be, you know, a hundred miles an hour all the time in a business, that was big for me. But don't discredit all of the time that you spent right, learning and really studying the storage business. Mm. Um, yeah. And having all those meetings and doing all that just to make sure that he knows exactly what is going on. Um, mm. So, yeah, you spent a lot of time doing that. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes when you're in the thick of it, you don't, it, just like when you have your, you know, you have children and babies and then let you get through it. And then you look back and see other people with babies. You're like, how did I ever live through that? Oh my goodness. <laughs> right. So sometimes when you like, so if you're out there doing it, you have someone else that's watching. So Jessica, you brought that up. Like, what was, what was it like? observing him go through so and the reason I ask this is there's people who will be watching this who would love to get into this arena and what does it take right to go from no knowledge of it to being successful at it it takes uh being a student and literally studying the storage game um I don't know you like he did some seminars some what online seminars he was always meeting. He was, um, you know, going outside of the house and just really talking with people who have been in the business and being mentored. He he soaked every opportunity, every bit of information in, and so I think that's what made it made him. I was a believer after right, that. Successful. I was definitely a believer. Um, I would go to like storage shows, and a lot of people don't notice they do a storage show every year in Vegas and it's like a, a, a thing a bunch of storage guys that look like they really don't like to have a good time but they go to Vegas and they have a storage show it's pretty cool actually so I just, had a good time yeah so just getting ingrained into the culture of storage and mm -hmm. talking to guys that are you know twice my age that have been doing this for a long time and are very successful at it it just made me want to do it more and to be one of those guys eventually. Yeah. And um, that's where I go back to the legacy piece and just the longevity of it. Um, that part was very attractive. Hmm. So, you know, I guess first, one of my questions was mentors, but I think you just yeah. mentioned them right there. But, you know, anything else you could say about the, the role your, the mentors you had played inside of this growth curve? Right. And um, I've always been a, a student of everything, right? I, I've never come into a thing thinking that I know everything. So I'm still learning to this day. I want to do more. I want to do bigger. I want to do better. So I'm talking to guys that are, you know, that have been in that position, guys that, guys that have a bunch of facilities. I talk to guys that have managed uh, properties on their own and have lived on the properties. And I just try to talk to everybody from every different type of situation. And then I create my own thing and then I kind of take it and run with it. But yes, Finding a mentor and finding somebody that's been there before, I think is very, a very smart thing to do. And how do you decide that someone uh, has, that someone is, it's a, it's a good choice to listen to them? Like, how do you find the right mentor? I was just about to say that. <laughs> Sometimes you, you um, get with some people and they could talk a really good game, right? And yeah. that's just a part of it. And um, you, you kind of, got to kind of sift through and yeah. kind of do your own homework, but it really, 
comes down to just finding that right type of relationship and you got to find that right uh, fit. And so um, it takes time. Um, so I know in my situation, it just didn't happen overnight. I had to talk to a couple guys and I had to add some people to the team, had to remove some people. But um, just like anything, it's a constantly moving thing and you're constantly doing a dance and you're trying to get this thing right. Especially if you're trying to do more, if you're trying to do bigger and better, um, it's just that you constantly got to move it around and try to get it right. You know, I love that you said that uh, you just, you, when, when you're looking for the mentor, you go through, you have to go through a lot right. of conversations. You know, sometimes you see people who are, you know, they're successful and you're like, oh, you know, they just like met the right person, all the stars align, they're born under a lucky star. You don't realize that they have to go through that, go through the pain, go through sifting through and, you know, have, have failures as well on the way to being successful. Yes. Right. I would say it's kind of like uh, you have to kiss many frogs. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's kind of like being on social media, right? We only post the cool stuff that everybody wants to see, right? And all the stuff we can celebrate. Then we put a nice filter on it and make it look all shiny and stuff. But that's not really real life, though. It doesn't work like that. So, yeah. I'm curious, what would you say? And, and Jessica, obviously, I want to hear from you too inside of this question, which is what made you successful at being? you know, an NFL superstar, so to speak, right? Like you made it to the pinnacle of your game. And then like what carried over to being successful here? I think the determination and like um, you talk about sports and I played corner, I, I played defensive back and I was taught as a young kid that it's all about being consistent and you need the technique. And if you start with your technique, right, then the highlights are gonna come. <laughs> you're going to get the interceptions, you're going to get the big plays and all that kind of stuff. So I think that carries over to business. You got to be consistent, you got to be diligent, right. and you got to uh, stay in your lane um, and not try to do everything. I'm a defensive back. I can't go on the offensive side of the ball and try to play quarterback, right? I got to stay in my lane. I got to do my job. I got to do my thing. So that's really a big part of it that carried over. And some of the stuff that hurts you sometimes I think as athletes um you have this superman complex right that mm -hmm. I can do everything if I work out hard enough I lift enough weights everything's going to be okay I've uh, trained hard it's going to be perfect it doesn't always work like that in business sometimes you got to know when to tap out and just say okay if this isn't working and this isn't good enough and I got to pivot and I got to do something else yeah yeah the same work ethic that you had on to the field that Marcus had on the field, it just, it transferred over to storage. It was the exact same thing. There was no difference, no deviation. It was, that work ethic has always been there and the determination and just being, I don't know, just being really just even killed and just having a positive attitude. All of that really helps. So yeah. You're cool. I'll tell you, I'm taking <laughs> what I'm taking from that is consistent. That's my word for 2021. So. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. So um oh, there was a question. Oh, so how do you develop your team and how do you trust your team? I think it's a lot of the same stuff. And you gotta mm -hmm. go through some guys sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's that's I think that's what it uh that's with anything, that's with any company. They they 
take on a lot of people. They take on a lot of resumes. They do a lot of interviews. But if you have your core and you have your core guys and the guys I started with were some of the guys I knew from my hometown that were already successful. They didn't play sports, but they had did some other things. So we it kind of came together and was like, um, yeah, it's time to do this and let's go out and find other professionals in the storage world that have been doing it. And let's just start talking to them and see who we like and see if we could get them to partner with us and kind of be our coach and just be our head coach and just kind of point us in the right direction. So we found the Pete Carroll to kind of show us, man, and show us the game of storage and work with us and to help us grow. And then after a while, we just kind of took it and make it ours. Yeah, love that. It's beautiful. Well, I'd like to move the questions on to Truly Unruly. Hey. How's it been doing that? <laughs> yeah. Talk about that. What are, you know, this is your podcast, right? Um, yeah. you know, it's not a reality TV show yet. Is that where it's going? Not yet. <laughs> it pretty much is. You know, that it's a reality TV show that you can watch or listen to. Okay. Um, pretty both, really. Um, it's just about life, our life, our life with five kids, our relationship. It's we dive into our past, the present, um, um, what it takes to get married, be married, stay married, stay sane, or how you deal with being insane. You know, things like that. <laughs> just the normal day-to-day, -day, just real life. Yeah. And I think it's good because we kind of give a behind the scenes look. Um, you know, a lot of people see, you know, a guy that played in the NFL and everything's going to be perfect. He got the lady and he got the kids and everything's just I mean, perfect. But, perfect. But, but yeah, but there's <laughs> stuff that goes on and there's normal life. There's, uh, there's normal wear and tear. Changing diapers of kids. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there's the throw up from kids and there's all types of stuff. And then your wife gets mad at you. Right. Oh, yeah, so it's all that there's kind of good stuff. stuff. We talk about it all. We're we, normal. Yeah. We're like, we're like everybody else. A lot of people think that, I don't know, like you said, we're invincible or untouchable, yeah. but we are human beings and we go through the same things as everybody else. We just have five kids. Right. <laughs> we just, <laughs> we just, <laughs> a lot of people don't have that though, right? Exponentially hard. <laughs> yeah. What would you say, you know, living the, the, the lifestyle that you're at least from a celebrity or fame standpoint where you guys were, what do you, what would you say most people misconceive or, you know, they think about you that is probably not true at all? Um, I know for me, I, I do, I'm pretty, um, fairly simple, right? Um, I like to eat top ramen and, uh, <laughs> cold cut sandwiches and stuff, but you see on TV and there's, some guys, you know, that like to do a lot of stuff. It doesn't mean that it's right or wrong, but you think pro players, you think flash and you think the big cars and this and that, and that's okay. But um, I just like to do a lot of basic stuff. I like to watch TV. I, I like good shows and I just like to hang out. So I, I think that's a big, uh, 
misconception is that I, I don't wash my own clothes and I don't do all this kind of stuff. Right. But I do. I like to do that. I was washing my clothes at like a young, young age. I don't washes, like nobody touching my stuff. Yeah. Don't touch my stuff. <laughs> right? No, he washes so, his own clothes. Just stuff like that, man. And and um, I don't think there's anything wrong with the glitz yeah. and the glam. Yeah, because she right? likes to. I like to get the glitz and the glam, but at the same time, I am I am who I am. Right. And we are very transparent and we want to, you know, kind of give that to everybody. It's mm -hmm. not what you see, like right. you said on TV and like this, you know, like I said, there is a little bit of flash here and there, but when it's all said and done, we're sitting in our, especially <laughs> since COVID, we're wearing the same sweats we're every stuck. day. We're <laughs> stuck, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Well, yeah, well tell us about the intention of why it is you guys are displaying your lives for everybody. I don't know. I I, I think it's... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> People have been asking for a long time because yeah. my wife uh, was on social media a little bit more than she is now. Mm -hmm. And her, her, her fans and her IG stories were pretty much like movies and she had people that were really sitting and waiting for her, her, her to post about the craziness the kids and right. just the different things that she would go through of course on the daily so relatable yes it eventually relatable stories and everybody's yeah. like you need a reality show yeah. and i'm like okay right and then you need a youtube channel and then i'm like well okay and then here we go yeah we we're starting with the podcast so right. And we're fairly yeah. new at it. And we're seeing where that goes. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely having fun with it is great. It's almost it like a, a form of it's therapy. therapy. <laughs> yeah, it's therapy for us yeah. because we get to talk about stuff and things we may have forgotten. We just get to put stuff out. And um, I think it's good. I think yeah. it's good. I think it's healthy. It's pretty raw. So in a yeah. good way. In a, in a good way. <laughs> and so Jessica, it sounds like you're an entrepreneur at heart as well. I am. I am. Um, I actually started a blog about, what was it, four years ago? And um, so I was doing that and it was very cool to learn about the blogging industry and to connect with other people and be on um, different uh, Zooms and shows and all that kind of stuff. So that was really cool. And um, then I decided, you know what, I'm going to take a break. And um, yeah, I went back to school. And so, yeah. Oh, yay. Right? <laughs> um, um, I went back to school. So right now, my focus is really school, homeschooling my kids, um, not just online, but I literally teach my own curriculum. She has a whiteboard and everything downstairs, and Mis I'm not really allowed mistake. in the areas. But <laughs> I only did it because of COVID and you know the uncertainty of schools and all that kind of stuff. So I decided, you know what, I'm just going to take this on while I'm in school <laughs> during COVID. You know, whatever. So um, yeah. So the podcast, yeah, and then the podcast kind of fell into our lap, and so yeah. Here we are. You say that there's a very fine line between genius and insanity. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would totally agree with we're that. We're walking it. Yes. I don't know which side I'd put Oh, in that line, right? Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. 
but I am admiring the boldness. Yes. Of it. <laughs> you got to step out every now and then, right? right. And just see. Yeah. You, right. You step into it and then you're like, oh, this was a mistake. And it's not like I can just shove them right back into school. So I'm in it for the long haul. Making up the gap. Excuse me, until the end of the school year. Right. They're going right back. So one of the things I've heard both of you talk or touch on in different ways is, uh, Marcus, you call it legacy. And Jessica, I hear you as like the impact you want to have, both for the people you influence and that you can, you know, connect with on your social media and your blog, and, um, but also for your children. So what is the, when you think of that, what is the, what is the one thing you want your kids to know and to learn? You know, personally, I just want my kids to be good human beings that respect, love, and care for everybody and that give back. You know, that's huge. Um, being able to help um, in any way that you can, that is one thing that I want to instill in our kids is to always um, express kindness, to give back, to love, uh, and to never stop learning. That's another thing that I want them, that we want them to know. Never stop learning. Absolutely. Daddy's still learning. Mommy's still learning. Never stop learning. Mm -hmm. Anything you else? Know, lead by example. And, and, and you know, with, uh, if you got mom going to school and you got dad trying to do his thing and learn and, and uh, grow, but just, just teach the, the, the power and the strength of being um, just being active and trying to move forward and not being content. Um, it's okay to, to be in a position okay to where you feel good, but it's always good just to have that energy. Okay, I want to take this higher. I want to see if I can do better. So I, I think we're doing that too. And that's what we're showing our kids that we could always do more. We could always do better. And we never want to be complacent and settle I mean, feel like that we've arrived because I, um, I feel like you get stagnant like that. And that's boring. Right. There's yeah. always I feel like that's boring. Let's, let's grow and do more. Let's try to take it to the moon. So so I got moon. a great Thank question. Take it to the moon. Right. Because I feel like um, I'm in this little battle with being complacent okay. and uh, appreciating, right? I don't want to be settled, okay. but at the same time, I want to find out how to appreciate what I have. And I would say I'm not good at that, but let me ask you how you guys do that. I'm a firm believer that you got to celebrate any victory, small victory, big victory, any victory, because they're hard to come by in anything, in any business. So if you're winning on any level, you got to celebrate that. You got to be happy about that. You got to be positive about that. Mm -hmm. I'm not very good at um, expressing my, you know, I guess my happiness and kind of going up a level playing sports so long I was like okay I always got to be even I don't want to get too excited because you never know in that next play it could be bad so you know you want to be even, but now you got to celebrate those victories you got to be excited you got to be positive about it you got to talk about it so I totally feel you man just to be positive um take these victories and just be like yes okay I'm doing well it could always be worse so I'm in a good spot I'm in a good spot mm. Uh, Jessica, did you add anything to that? Um, well, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with being content with where you are in life. I think that's a huge 
part of a lot of people's problem is they they just can't be content. It's I want more and more and more and more and more. And there's nothing wrong with that if you want that, mm -hmm. but it is okay to be content as well. Right. But if you want more, light that fire and do more. Take it to the moon. Take it, Take to, the it moon. to the moon. I'm gonna have to write that one down, right? Yeah, I wrote it down. Know, right? <laughs> Take it to the moon. Celebration. <laughs> so what is what is that? What are what's the last little celebration you've had around your house, and what did it look like? Uh, the last little celebration. What do we do? Oh, I, um, he just said I have lipstick on my teeth. I snuck it in. Oh, y'all didn't hear it though. Did you? Did you hear it? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Personally, I I just fixed dinner, so that's a celebration for me at this point. <laughs> like, woo! Right. Our um, our oldest. And it daughter, wasn't Tom Roman. No, not <laughs> you. Know what I I've been the only one eating. I've been requesting that he make me top. It's like gourmet. Like it's so, oh God. I've been so showing good. my top ramen skills. Oh man, just the, the right bread. amount of yeah. pepper in there. Oh, jeez. Top ramen at <laughs> night. I bring her a meal at night. I bring her the bowl, man. It's, yeah, I feel like a, a, a chef, an A1 chef. But we did celebrate. Um, I know our um, kids are doing, our oldest daughter is doing online school and she's a freshman this year and she got, she got all A's. So we, we um, always try to celebrate the kids. It's, it's tough right now doing it online. I can never do that. And that's what I told her. I can never be online no. and get all A's. I can never do that. I couldn't do it in a classroom. So just to think of doing it online and be doing distance learning, that is crazy. So just to celebrate the kids, try to empower the kids. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. And we got five kids, five different personalities all doing different things but we try to celebrate them all the time as yep. much as we can mm -hmm. so inside of leaving the legacy and the impact you know i really heard what you were leaving for your children how you want your children to grow up being really good human beings i'm curious what would you what do you think is universal we should teach all children like if you were the secretary of education for the u.s what's a class or maybe just a principle or you know, like, this is what we should instill in human being. Mm -hmm. What do you guys say? And you can have each your own answer. Well, kind of piggybacking off of what I said before is to respect all lives, mm -hmm. to acknowledge everybody's culture, um, to have a love and appreciation for what may not look like you, may not act like you, um, that we are all in this together. And everybody is deserves to be valued, respected, heard. And um, yeah, I think that is a message that all kids need to know is literally to respect and appreciate all human beings, all walks of life. Mm. Right. I, and then I guess to, to piggyback off that, <laughs> um, that each individual is different and that's okay. Never let anything or anybody, any situation let you feel like you're less than. Everybody has a special thing about them and you need to, uh, it's okay to lean into that 
it's okay to to be different it's okay to be outside of the crowd and it's tough with the social media stuff and all that kind of stuff you, you got kids feeling like it's supposed to look this way and if i'm doing it this way then i'm bad or i'm not good enough but mm -hmm. that's what i really want my kids to be able to um lean into themselves accept themselves yes. and kind of mm -hmm. take that and just really stand firm on that right. really stand firm on that whatever you want to do you can get all a's or you can struggle in school but that doesn't mean that you're a bad person or you're not going to succeed in life right things happen everybody has a different path but um you just got to try your best at all times and just see what happens yeah when I hear that, it's really all human beings got some magic somewhere. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Learn to grow it. Absolutely. Love it. You want to go? I, to I'd love to. Yeah, I was just going to say, and and you guys do this. You put your money where your mouth is, your time, your energy through the uh, Trufant Family Foundation, and you give back. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? And what was the reason why you started it? And what you know? What are the um, what what's what is it that's important to you about this? Right. Well, for me, being uh, drafted to my hometown team, it just felt like it was a natural thing. I grew up uh, going to the Boys and Girls Club, coaches, and you got mentors, and you got the people that care around the community. Um, of course, my parents instilled in me that you, you do good things and good things are going to happen to you. So I, I always wanted to help those that can't, that, that have a hard time helping themselves. So, you know, um, the True Fire Family Foundation, it started out, I wanted to do everything. So, you know, I was involved in all types of programs, you name it, the True Fire Family Foundation was involved. Um, lately, within the last couple of years, we focus on education and our scholarship program and giving to those communities um those african-american communities that are struggling and may feel like they're left out and just being able to give back and give kids opportunity that's really what it is some kids don't even know that they are a shining star right so you you uh mm -hmm. talk to them and you you uh that you work with them and you just try to give them that opportunity and you never know what could happen from that. And that goes all the way up from like the youth sports up to scholarships, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But the True Family Foundation scholarship program is really what we've been leaning into. And we've even um, been, woke, uh, been working on our COVID-19 um, emergency fund mm -hmm. and been giving back to families, been helping with groceries and food and uh, rent I mean, transportation to work and all that kind of good stuff because you know a lot of people need a lot of help right now it's crazy right now so the truth on family foundation wants to be there when people need help right it's it's giving hope mm -hmm. to um youth and um uh the community and it's giving it's also giving them a pathway you know like he said before sometimes they don't even people don't even realize that they're shining stars and to be able to give scholarships and to do other things in the community, it is creating a pathway for these young kids. And then hopefully that pathway continues and they do the same and they give back. And so it's like, it's like a full, it's like a full circle. So yeah. Yeah. 
I love that. Some kids don't even know they're a shining star. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the Trufant Family Foundation and what you guys provide may be the first glimpse or the first time they ever see someone or right. they experience someone seeing them that way. Mm-hmm. And you never know. And sometimes it's not always about money, right? And you, the uh, scholarships and stuff like that. Kids, if they can't eat or they don't have a place to live, it's going to be hard to do homework and to focus in at school. So it's a whole thing that comes with it. And kids, sometimes they just want to be seen, that they want to be talked to, they mm-hmm. want to be made to feel like they matter. So all that comes with it. And programs and youth sports and everything plays a part of that I feel like it does so it's a support system and um you know creating a a positive environment for Mm -hmm. these kids to and an outlet especially with youth sports for these kids to thrive and grow and um you know achieve their goals yeah, that's beautiful. And I know there's people who want to support that. So how do people get in touch with uh, your foundation? And, you know, what kinds of things can people do to help? Is it monetary gifts? Are there, is it, uh, you know, materials or can they volunteer their you know, time? Yeah, what, what would be helpful? All of those, all of those, um, all of those are ways to give back and to help the Trufant Family Foundation. Yep. And it's all there right there on the truefindfamilyfoundation.com of how to contact us. You could donate, you can volunteer. We're working on different programs. Of course, with uh, COVID, our events and stuff like that have, of course, been put on hold. But to do different stuff around Christmas, we're working on doing some stuff um, just to be able to give back and help people out uh, during the holiday season. And the COVID-19 Emergency fund is still going as well because people still need a lot of help. There's still yeah. a lot of people out of work. There's still people that can't eat. There's still people that can't get to work and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yes. Donations. People, yeah. Right. So somebody can go on and make a donation and you'll make sure that gets, and it sounds like, and if I remember correctly, I mean, you guys just, you guys, it all goes back right to the people that you're helping. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And we've been working close with the uh, Tacoma Urban League and we've been working with the uh, Northwest Education Access. So it, they have those um, kids and they have those families that are in need. So we've been working with them and kind of making sure the funds are going to those families that are most in need. Of course, everybody needs help. Uh, a lot of people need help, but to be able to, you know, kind of hone in on those families that are already struggling, it definitely helps. Well, and you guys keep it, I mean, it, this is your hometown and your home area and you do keep it there so you know it. Right. right. And you know where to best put that. It's not right. a big organization that you just really can't, don't have that visibility. And you don't know that they know the community intimately. Right. right. Absolutely. It's really giving back to the community that gave to us. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I got my start at the Girls and Boys Club and I got a scholarship actually to the girls, uh, to the Girls and Boys Club. And I didn't even know this. I didn't even know this. Um, and I was talking to my mom, oh, yeah, mom this year and shoot, she was like, yeah, you got a scholarship. And I was like, what? I just thought I was going after school and it was a good old time, but I got a scholarship to go there and that's where it starts. And that's where I got my start and I got to blossom. I got to step out of my shy kid road. I was named the starting quarterback in fifth grade. I couldn't throw, <laughs> but I could run, but 
I was forced to speak to the team and to be a leader and to do all these different things. And uh, that's where it all started. Hmm. Yeah, all right, I love it. It's, and, and of course, anybody in the Pacific Northwest region and anywhere really, but help out the community. This is a great way, right? Yeah. Donate to the Marcus, it's not yeah. the Marcus, it's the truefathfamilyfoundation.com. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay. And we appreciate it greatly. Hey, I have one other question for you going back to the self-storage. I had forgotten about this. So you said something, uh, you said you did one out of the ground. Does that mean you bought vacant land and you, you built yes. the facility itself? Yep. I built from ground up. And um, so I've done a little bit of, you know, I did ground up. I did the already existing and then um, I've done a conversion and you take like a warehouse or whatever and then you put it in the elevators and do that kind of stuff. So I did all three. So I've experienced a little bit of everything, but doing it from ground up, it, it's a little bit more risky. Of course, you can make a little bit more money because you're taking that risk and you're doing, um, you're buying something that's not mature, of course, but um, it's a good look, but I'm, I'm at the point now to where I'm looking for, uh, I like the cash flow. I really like cash flow. <laughs> so if it's done, if it's already a well-oiled machine and it may could put a little uh, flair into it, I'm your guy and I want to come <laughs> in and I want to make it work. And I just want to um, just give it like a little makeover because I see the potential in some of these, uh, I guess some of these mom and pops, right, that, that are struggling or they might not be doing as well as they could be doing and they don't even know it so um groups like that are can be potential partners if you want to stay in the game um i come in with my team and we kind of do our thing and we do it together and we go to the moon we go to the moon <laughs> <laughs> right and so uh so if someone uh is in that position or in that situation and they they'd love to have the partnership your partnership uh then how should they contact you they could reach out to me. Um, they can get me at uh, Marcus underscore Trufant on Instagram, and my business email is there. Um, so that you can go to my, um, as you can go to my bio. I check all uh, all those emails. I have my guys check those emails, and um, I'm ready to work. I'm ready to work. So right. let's do it. So if they have something that uh, they've just had for a long time, and they're they're self managed owners, and right. they're ready to hand it off that call you or 100. if they are looking for a partnership. That's right. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I'm looking to do more. And um, just like I said, I, I've talked to guys in the storage. I, I got into one storage, I built from ground up and then I got kind of excited and then I sold it right away. And I kicked myself every day, right? Because I shouldn't have did that. I should have let the cake bake a little bit, but you can't, um, go back. So I learned my lesson, but now I'm trying to move forward. I'm trying to keep all these things. I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to do more. Yep. Cool. Well, we'll definitely have people listening to this podcast in our world that uh, that's what they, they know those people. So that's great. They can reach out to you that way. And then how do they find you on, how do they find truly and really? Wait, before we close out, I want to mention, you know, managing five kids, we do have help. So shout out to our nanny, Miss Whitney. She is. Hey, Miss Whitney. <laughs> if you're on Facebook, right. I don't even know. Um, she is an angel. An mm -hmm. angel. And our assistant, Mary Beth, 
Yeah. It takes a team. It's it's a it team. Takes we a have team. a we have a small team, a very mm-hmm. small team. But yes, yeah, so sorry. I just wanted to acknowledge them. Glad awesome. you did. So you can find us. I know. <laughs> well, it, no, it doesn't work. <laughs> we need help sometimes. And that's okay. Three well, kids have okay. to be in yeah, yeah, three yeah. different places at one time. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so oh, appreciation where it's due. Absolutely. And, uh, I can only yeah. be a bus driver for so many kids. So it, it, it takes so, yeah. uh Jessica, same question for you. How do you how do you um create your team and how do you know you can trust them? Well, like Marcus, I have had to um kiss many frogs. <laughs> and I don't know. It just takes time to build up a rapport and and trust and all that kind of stuff. So you just really have to be patient and learn for and grow from your mistakes. And when you've got a solid team, you hold on to them and don't let go. So don't let go. And, yes. and celebrate the celebrate the and celebrate the small victories. Yes, absolutely. Words of wisdom there. Well, is there anything you guys want to say that you haven't said yet? What do we want to say, Mama? Well, um... I don't know. Listen to our podcast. <laughs> well, yes. you know, Marcus, I see, I see posts that you put on Facebook, and uh, I mean, you you just adore this woman. Yes, so she tell is us my. That. <laughs> she is my everything. She's. Um, She's seen the worst of me and the best of me, and she stuck by me as we grew. And we're really, we're truly best friends. We're teammates, and we do we we do all this together. There mm-hmm. there is no um, it's fifty fifty, and we make it work. And there that, is no yeah, I in team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mutual, and we just um push forward and I'm just grateful and I'm thankful and um I'm looking to do better though I I feel like I always want to do better for her I want her to be a hundred percent um it's just good I don't want her to have to struggle and do all this and that's just not um that's with anything with the kids I try to help where I can (laughs) where I can he does seriously yeah but um i just try to do my part and it's just all about just making sure your lady's taken care of and that's what it it really comes down to yeah and it's it's the same with him i mean we just i don't know like he said we're best friends um we've been married for almost 13 years and we are just willing to do the work and put the time and the effort in we're continually evolving as individuals and as a couple and um we communicate and we communicate we're just here to support each other marcus is a phenomenal dad the most one of the most hands-on dads i don't know that i've ever known you know he's always there he is always there even when he was playing when he wasn't playing he wasn't just kicking back he was right there with the kids and i hands-on and I have four girls and a boy so of course in the beginning I was doing the 
ballet and the glitter and all that kind of stuff and the dress up. I would do all that and I had no problem doing that. He's a cheer dad, yeah. a dance dad. He wears the cheer dad shirt Everything. proudly. Like, all that. Yeah. I'm totally yeah. in. Totally he is in. all the way in. And that's kind of how we are. We're just all the way in in everything we do. So, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> really true. Really, truly. Okay, tell us about that. <laughs> okay, so how do we find you on Truly Unruly? Yeah, you can go to uh, Truly Unruly underscore podcast on IG, and then you can follow me at Marcus underscore Trufant on IG, and then you can follow Miss Jessica at Fab Five Mom, Fab. Roman numeral five, so V, um, and um, Truthfamilyfoundation.com. Right, if you want to support the foundation, yes. Yes. And is that it? Is that it? And you can it. listen to our podcast on what Apple One and uh, Spotify, or you can watch us because it's um, even yeah. better to watch um, <laughs> on our YouTube channel. Yep. You can follow me on YouTube, and all the videos will show up. So yeah, makes it easy. Yeah. All right. Anything else? No, that was awesome, guys. Thanks it for was. joining us. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you guys and for having Thank us. you for yeah. having us. Well, we loved it. And uh, we're going to, I just, I have so many things written down here. Like, uh, yeah, take it to the moon. Hey. hey. You can always do more. <laughs> and uh, I think my favorite is that there's a lot of kids out there that don't know they're a shining star hmm. yet. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Not to bring it out sometime. Yeah. Right. Totally. I just want to acknowledge, yeah, you guys, the teamwork you guys bring and the synergy, it's apparent and obvious and uh, it's beautiful, as yeah. we said earlier. So. The synergy and thank the you. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Thank so you. thank you so much for joining us on For Profit for Purpose. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Right. Till the next time. All right. <laughs> Bye. I would love to hear about your purpose. I'm always looking for like minded people to collaborate with interview or do business with. Reach out to me directly at 425-230-4499. Not sure what your purpose is? I'm happy to share the guide that helped me discover mine. If you'd like that guide and a free copy of my Amazon best-selling investment book for real estate, visit my website at katrinaeileen.com. If this podcast brings you value, please like, subscribe, and share. Thank you for listening to For Profit, For Purpose.